Hello, my friends, and welcome to my podcast. And the name of my podcast is Steps to the Spirit. My name is Chuck, and this is season number two and episode number 30. In this episode, we're starting on step nine. It will be two episodes. And the name of this first episode is Step Nine, Making Amends, Part One. So let me tell you my version of Step Nine, which is, I made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And if you are a listener, you will know by now that I associate a gift from God with each of these steps. I believe the steps themselves are gifts from God, but I also associate another gift with each step. And the gift I associate with this one is also not surprising, the gift of courage. And I say the gift of courage because this isn't an easy step to do. It requires me to kind of suck it up and go to visit. Not We're not talking about writing letters to people or sending emails or a text and say, hey, sorry for what I did. Hope you forgive me. Bye. No. What we're talking about is as much as possible looking these people in the eye and tell them that, hey, I had a problem. I am sorry if I have hurt you because of it. And what can I do to maybe help make things better? So that's really what this first episode or first part of this step is about. We made direct amends to such people wherever possible. So here we have our list. And a lot of the list, of course, was generated just by doing the fourth and fifth step because we talked about a lot of these problems and a lot of the people that were naturally part of our shortcomings and our our poor judgment and our situation, uh, mostly having probably to do with our addictive behavior. Now, some of these people that I hurt that were on my list, and again, there, there are those people from step four, but in step eight, we were asked to revisit that list and to see if there were any others that we might have forgotten or left out that need to be added. So now I'm looking at that list, and for me, and I'm sure it's the same for many of you, some of the people on that list I would never see again and never probably be able to find out where they are. Sometimes there are people who I have hurt that I don't even know what their name is. I don't know where they lived. I don't know what they did. And now, Mike, in my case, I was what we call a periodic alcoholic. And most of the time that I drank, 
I remembered the next day what went on the night before. Many folks, however, whether it, their addiction might be alcohol or their addiction might be drugs, have a thing called blackouts. And they honestly don't have a clue what they did sometimes when they were engrossed in their addiction. So for those people, unless they <laughs> happen to meet somebody on the street and maybe punches them in the nose or says, hey, you, SOB, what did you know what you did to me? So unless that happens, many people won't be able to recall those that they injured. And of course, we injure people with our behavior, not just when we're engrossed in whatever addiction we might be engrossed in, we also injure people in just the course of our lives. I might injure my family because I have behaved in an inappropriate way. Uh, injured my wife because I have lied to her or taken money that we really needed for other reasons in order to support my addiction. So those are the things that it doesn't matter if I remember. I remember those because I wasn't actually participating in my addiction when they happened. So when I say made direct amends whenever possible, well, that's exactly what is meant. Obviously, if you remember something that involved the person, but you have no idea, no way of getting in touch with them, no way of revisiting them and saying that you're sorry, then you need to let it go. Work it out in your own mind how you feel about that person. And I would think that you felt bad about it and you wished that it could have been different and you wished that you could do something to make the situation better. But that's pretty much all you can do. And I think in addition to that, in the case of those people, well, I kind of talked to God about, I'm sorry, uh, Father, that I was in a position that I hurt these people. I wish I hadn't. And But thank you for your forgiveness. So that brings me to one thing that I really want to mention that I'm not trying to do in this step. I'm not trying to ask for forgiveness. I want to go back to the first three steps, the second step, the third step, and I believe with all of my heart when we turn to God and say, through our spirit maybe, yes, yes, I want to be your child. I want to be with you. I want to accept your love. I firmly believe from that point on, we are forgiven for whatever we have done. So I don't really need forgiveness from these people that I'm visiting. What I just need is to ex try to explain to them where I was in my life, 
maybe uh, why I did what I did, but I might not even know why, other than maybe to support my addiction or just to to support the lousy image I had of myself. Who knows? And I'm there to ask if there's anything I can do to make what happened easier or to uh, do something to rectify whatever situation I caused. I don't really, and I haven't mentioned my uh, kind of newfound spirituality. It sometimes turns people off, and I think they might look at us as a holy roller or whatever. Oh, you found God, so now you're trying to make everything right and make the world right. No, that's not what it is. Yes, I did discover my relationship with God, and that is one of the reasons why I'm doing these steps. However... I don't want it to seem like I'm doing this in order to make myself right with God. Now, it may come up uh, about my spiritual program and the new way that I'm looking at life, and it may come up in the conversation. And that person, that whoever I'm dealing with at the moment, may want to ask questions about it or may want to talk about it. Maybe they're a spiritual person, and maybe there's a grin all over their face. That would be nice. And so maybe we can sit down, have a cup of coffee, and talk about what's changing in my life, and talk about them. One of the things about doing this step nine is that there is no set formula or format for doing it. We pretty much have to assess each situation differently and kind of play it by ear. The only thing that is constant, I would say, is that number one, I want to express my sorrow for having done whatever it is I had done. I think also important is to express to the person in some way a little bit about what I was going through. I'm not talking about doing a fourth step with them, although if that's what comes up, it comes up. But I think it's important to express somewhat of what I was going through. Again, not for sympathy or to make it easier for them to accept things, but just for mutual understanding. And then I think the third important thing in this process is to offer, if possible, some way uh, that I can help make things better. Most people I found will say, oh, no, no, that's okay. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for talking to me. I appreciate it. Some, however, might say, well, oh yeah, remember that hundred bucks I loaned you and I, you can pay me that back, that's for sure. Or other things, you know, come and wash my kitchen floor. That'll help with a lot of it. So <laughs> who knows? The thing is, I'm open to making things better.
So that's pretty much all I have to say about the first part of step nine. And in the next part, part two, we'll talk about the second part of that step, which says, except when to do so would injure them or others. So for now, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.